2: Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee twenty-four monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. CTMobile.com.
1: Well, good morning, everybody, and welcome to another edition of News You Can Use right here on WTIC News Talk 1080. Of course, I am the host of this program, Ann Baldwin. And boy, do we have a great conversation coming up for you today. And we're speaking with Liza Davis. And if I had you guess what Liza does for a living, I bet none of you could figure this out. It's just, it's really an incredible profession. I've learned a lot about it recently. And Liza Davis, why don't you tell our audience what it is you do?
0: I'm a uh, professional surety agent in Connecticut uh, slash bail enforcement agent, licensed and uh, professional bondsman here.
1: So you are what a lot of people might think of as a bonds person, right? Everyone right. calls them bondsmen, right? Yes. That's, just, that's just the profession itself. Mm-hmm. And so what we're going to talk about today is really the role of bondsmen and bonds people and that you are certified and that you are insured and that you really have a role to play in the safety of all the citizens of Connecticut because that's what we're talking about right now. So let's just kind of go back a little bit to what's mm-hmm. been going on. I call it the big house. Your mm-hmm. big house is probably jails, but my big house <laughs> is the state capitol. Yes. <laughs> so yeah. what's been going on at the state capitol recently with your profession?
0: Um, what's been going on at the state capitol uh, most recently, um, uh, they're trying to make um, amendments to the Constitution to try to eliminate cash bail here in Connecticut. Um, nationally as well, but um, our focus is Connecticut right now, um,
1: and they're, they're trying to eliminate it. So... Bonds people have been around, bail bondsmen. I mean, I th- let's just say what everybody's thinking. When everybody thinks of bondsmen, I think everybody thinks a Dog the Bounty Hunter, right? right? <laughs> okay, but that's not the reality. That's no. that's reality TV. That's not the reality. So, right. you know, you serve a role when it comes to safety. So what is the purpose of having bonds people in Connecticut? And why should we be concerned that they're trying to amend the Constitution here in our state to eliminate your position
0: for so many reasons, uh, public safety uh, being one of them, um, because uh, because of accountability, we we make sure we bring each and every person back to court um, in a timely manner if they fail to appear. Um, but most importantly, it's your constitutional right to bail because you're supposed to be innocent until proven guilty. By the, you know, right? Means so the, the Constitution. So, um, in eliminating that, you, you know, now you're forced to be guilty until you can prove your innocence. That's our first uh, problem with it. And then, also um, accountability accountability for victims and their families, and public safety. Um, we have a lot of contributions to the judicial system for many years and it's a system that has worked
1: it's a system that works so walk me through the process okay so somebody got gets arrested and mm-hmm. then they they post bond right mm-hmm. what do they post bond for
0: They're post that the judge sets the bail uh bond in connecticut um so um and it's supposed to be set based on um the severity of a crime or a person you know being a flight risk um we go and we we put up an insurance policy guaranteeing
1: their appearance. So that's it. So, folks, did you just hear what they said? So the judge sets the bond. They usually have to pay about what? 10% of the bond that the judge sets? 10% up to 5000 7% after that. Okay. Plus, yeah. So you guys, you, you bonds people, you mm-hmm. put up that money, mm-hmm. all right, so that that person is held accountable for showing up Correct. in court.
0: And the remand to our custody at that time our responsibility now
1: okay so then that person doesn't show up for court right right then what happens so there's a
0: stay of execution in Connecticut and we have to bring them back within that time frame
1: or we pay dearly to the chief state's attorney's office here so then you write the check. So it's an accountability issue. Accountability. right? But a lot of people know, and I think this is, you know, from my opinion, one of the reasons I want to talk about this topic is that crime is up. You know, crime we're seeing catalytic converters. We're seeing yeah. boxes off of people's porches. Firearms. firearms purse snatchings. We're, you know, we're seeing all this crime increase. So somebody puts up a bond with one of the bail's bondsmen, and we should say that there are about 240 or more bondsmen uh, Bonds people, certified bonds right. people across the state of Connecticut. Mm-hmm. Well, this is where the dog, the bounty hunter, comes in then. This right. is where your bounty Correct. hunters then this go out and you find these people. Right.
0: We find them. If they don't go, we have to bring them back. So we have licensed bail enforcement agents uh, that do that. They put their life on the line every day. Um and we're allowed to do things, you know, cross state lines and
1: enter without search warrants and things like that, that. So you can go across the United States, you know, and I've talked to some of your folks. And, you know, they've, they've hung from, you know, fire escapes. I yep. mean, like I said, mm-hmm. you, they're putting themselves in danger. But there's a reason for that. Not only to hold the alleged criminal responsible for their crime. Right. But what about giving that victim their day in court? Correct. Right. How, so a- how huge is that? That's huge. That's huge for a lot of families. So here's my question. Why in the hell would anybody want a constitutional amendment? That's what we want to know. We don't know. (laughs) What is the reason? Is it a money grab?
0: It could be a money grab. It could be a lot of things, agendas that we don't really know about. But um, for us, you know, trying to amend the Constitution
1: and... It doesn't even seem logical. And should this be our priority, folks? I mean, when we're all concerned about public safety right now, right. should amending a constitution to get rid of it's a didn't, profession didn't, right. um, that keeps people safer and that holds people accountable and right. gives people their day in court. So we're not just talking about, you know, victims' rights. We're talking about criminals' rights too, right? right? We gotta, we've gotta, we got to make sure that mm-hmm. we're including everybody right. in this in And this it thing. didn't work in New York, and it didn't work in New Jersey, and it won't work here. Right. So... So um, I've done some research on this, too. And I think there's also a piece of institutional control in here. You've got, you know, um, Judge Andrew McDonald, who's kind of leading this fight. Right. And for what reason? And kind of leading the other judges by the nose, if you will. Right. um, Because they don't have all the information. So you guys had your day up at the legislative office building where you testified. Correct. How'd that go?
0: Well, I, I don't think I don't think it went too well. I don't think they want to hear what we have to say, but we're going to make sure that they they know and at least understand what they're voting for.
1: Well, you know you testify, Isn't that interesting? And then you have people like Judge McDonald questioning, "Well, I'm not sure I trust their information. I'm not sure I trust their statistics. right. Well, you know what, Buddy, it's insulting. It's insulting because the statistics came from the state. That's right, right? Right. So we need to wake these people up. And then you've got so many criminal judges, defense judges that mm-hmm. are just a couple, I guess, are behind this. And, again, leading the rest of the pack of judges who don't do their, their own homework right. and don't really even know what they're voting on. Exactly.
0: So that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to spread the word and, and educate people so they know just exactly what this means.
1: Let's also talk about if we went to a no-bail bond system. Mm-hmm what would the impact of that be? We're trying to, you know, I know Department of Corrections is always trying to, you know, lessen their population. Mm -hmm. Would this be a solution for that? Well, our, our job is allowing people to fight their case from the outside.
0: So it's um, presumably you're innocent until you're proven guilty. So we allow them to fight their cases from the outside with a lot of different resources and we offer payment plans and things like that so people can do just that. Um, But um, if you take that away and you remand someone to custody without the opportunity for bail, that could be disastrous, cost taxpayers more money And just, it's an endless list of negatives.
1: Right. So we leave this up, let's say hypothetically, let's leave it up to our local police departments to collect the bond and let the people go, right? Mm -hmm. Now, they cannot, from what I understand, go over state lines and bring these people back, right? They can't leave their jurisdiction. They can't leave their jurisdiction, let alone state lines, their town. Right. Okay. So then I would guess the only time these people get caught is when they re-offend. Correct. Is that what we want? that's not what we want. That's not what anybody should want. We're speaking with Liza Davis and and it's interesting because um, you are you have your own bail bond business. I mean this is a business. This is a this is a career for people. This is a like Mm -hmm. we said licensed and insured Mm -hmm. um, profession. Do you feel like I hate to ask this question because I people ask me as a woman that you're you're kind of being targeted but obviously as a profession you're being targeted oh
0: absolutely we've been targeted in so many different aspects from not allowing us to um advertise on google or you know certain uh, banking institutions we're always targeted we're we're I don't know it's just an industry that they love to target they love to blame us and um, they don't really acknowledge our contributions to the judicial system which is extremely
1: to me it's insulting to the judicial system and mm-hmm. you know um, and to the safety of the people the of the safety. state of Connecticut yeah so there have been a couple of states right I think from what I read that have already rolled back and, yeah. and eliminated how's that working Illinois
0: New York New Jersey not well and New York wants to roll it back and they're trying and you know Connecticut wants to mirror what New Jersey did didn't seem to work for these states and I don't know why they think it would work here.
1: Well and that's and that's you know what's kind of scary about all this too is if people only understood if our listeners only understood the process you know up at the llb when you get a day to testify you know you you submit your written testimony and then you get to read it if you want but isn't anybody really listening no um does anybody really care and Mm -hmm. you know the session is winding down right but this is an issue that you guys seem to be dealing with year after year year after after year. year why after year
0: why we don't know i think that um You know, they they target us, um, you know, and it's just, it's just been a subject that they love to
1: target for years. We're not sure ourselves. So, according to the statistics, when it comes to, you know, folks being released, right, 61% already are being released on their own recognizance so mm-hmm. not everybody has to post a bail right. correct correct it's not like if you're arrested right. you better go to a bondsman or you better have a relative with some cash because right. you're going to have to post a bond mm-hmm. so what determines whether or not someone has to post bail or not i
0: mean it's supposed to be based on severity of a crime flight risk
1: recidivism all it's these up to things. the judge it's up to the judge it's up to the judge correct Yes. Okay. Then 23% of those folks that are arrested are put out on bail Mm -hmm. or let out on bail, right? Right. So, again, that's up to the judge. That's up to the criminal justice system. Mm -hmm. Yes? Yes. Okay. All right. And then we have 16% Mm -hmm. that are held up until their trial because their bail is exceedingly high right and the judge does that for the re- for a reason what's a the reason severity
0: of the crime severity usually. of the crime
1: because let's be honest what we don't want is your industry bailing out people that are a very serious threat right. to society you we can say innocent until proven guilty all day long but you know what you know in some cases right. that the crime has occurred and it's a bad crime and the
0: judge sets that accordingly which they should be able to do because they're you know professionals who it should be at their discretion.
1: Okay, so we're going to continue this conversation. We're going to we're going to talk with um, someone else from your industry. But what is your message to people listening? What is your message to your legislators? Why fix something that's not broken?
0: And um, why try to reinvent the wheel and make you know if they want to make adjustments um you know minor adjustments in a system they believe is flawed you already have right exactly but to go ahead and uh try to amend a constitution my, my message is make sure you know what this is about um yeah do your homework folks. do your homework yeah, all right because this is this this is a scary proposal
1: it sure is all right well we're going to continue this conversation uh, liza davis thank you very You're much welcome. for informing thank you so us much. we appreciate I, it i and appreciate I s-
0: you too thank you
1: so as i mentioned um we got a great perspective on this from Liza Davis but we also want to bring in Andrew Bloom on this topic too so Andrew is with 3D Bail Bonds um and Andrew you heard what Liza had to say you're here in the studio I mean what is kind of your feedback on everything that's going on and why are why are all you bail bonds people in this battle year after year
2: well year after year there's been a push to eliminate our industry the push blames us for indigent people being held in jail. We're not the ones who set the bail amounts. The judges are. The judges have the opportunity and the power to let people go on uh, on promises to appear, and they do on a regular basis. Like you said, 61% of people are released without a financial condition. So 61 pe- 61% sixty-one of people are released on, on their own recognizance without financial conditions. The 23% of people who are released on financial conditions are ones who had achievable bail. And uh, 16% of people are held with unachievable bail. That is your preventative detention. That's the worst of the worst. The people who have committed genocide, so to say, the, the murderers, the rapists, the people that are held, that a lot of people would say, we should be able to hold them without bail. Essentially, they're being held with bail that they cannot achieve because if they could have achieved it, they would have gotten out.
1: So let me ask you this, but is there any amount too high for bail bonds people? I mean, why aren't you bailing these people out?
2: The risk is too high, and bail bondsmen are not allowed to do bonds above their writing authority with their sureties, and the sureties look at these cases and tell bondsmen, we don't want to do that bond. That risk is too high. We're not interested in the $20 million bonds for the guy from that killed the Yale woman. That bond uh, is a great example of the system being used as preventative detention. He was held preventatively with a $20 million bond. They uh, argued that. They brought it to the Supreme Court and tried to say that the bail amount was ec- excessive, that the trial judge abused his authority with the bond amount, but the Supreme Court ruled that, the Connecticut Supreme Court ruled, in their opinion, that the trial judge had not abused his authority with the bond amount. The trial judge made an error by not allowing him to argue for a 10% option. So they uh, were able to go back and argue for a 10% option, which they promptly denied, and he stayed in jail no bondsman would post that bond. They had because
1: it's also the wrong thing to do, right? right? You do have scruples, you do have a conscience, you do have a code of ethics, right? So let's let's mention that too. Right. It's not all about, always about the money. No, it's okay. not. The other question I have too is, I mean, for judges that have, you know, our courts are backed up, um, for a judge to know that the the defendant is gonna be in that courtroom the day that they're scheduled to be there, and that the bonds people are gonna bring them to that court appearance or hold them accountable for that, that's also gotta make their life a little bit easier, correct?
2: There's nothing more frustrating for a judge to show up, open up the file of the next case, be ready to start talking about it, call the name and the person's not there. The defendant doesn't show up, and now you, know, you have a stenographer there, you have mm-hmm. a prosecutor, you have an attorney, uh, the public defender or the attorney.
1: Maybe even the victim.
2: Maybe the victim. The victim, the victim's advocate, the bail commissioners, all these people are there working and the defendant didn't show up. And so the, the judge is rightfully upset and sets a new, you know, orders a rearrest and sets a new bail. If the person was on a promise to appear, There's no one out there looking for them. There's no magic warrant squad. There's no one who holds them accountable for getting back to court. Bail bondsmen do when there's a bond. A 10% option, there's no one holding them accountable. Mm -hmm. Nobody has the right to go out and find them and arrest them except for the police, and the police do not proactively go out looking for people who have failed to appear.
1: When do they find them?
2: When they're committing another crime.
1: Absolutely. We're speaking with Andrew Bloom with 3-D bail bonds um, about just, you know, again, some, some back and forth that's going on in our state right now, um, you know, to change the Constitution, to mess with what's already working, you know, as Liza very eloquently said. So you yourself have put yourself out there. I mean, for a, how many people have you gone and find found in, over your career that have skipped their bond?
2: Back when I used to go out and chase them, and I'm getting a little older here, a little (laughs) long in the tooth. However, when I was younger and I went out, I had 1,278 arrests before I stopped chasing. Now I just help people get out.
1: Can you give us an example of one of those arrests and recaptures, if you will, that you'll never forget?
2: Oh, my. There's so many. Uh, One of my favorite stories to tell would Be uh, a gentleman that I affectionately called Spider Man because when I was, we went into the apartment building looking for him. It was a three family house. And we searched through the house looking for him. And then I went up the front stairwell and I shined my light up the stairway. And he was just tucked in the corner holding onto the walls. And it looked, he looked like Spider Man up there. (laughs) He got a little upset when I said, hey, (laughs) Spider-Man. But then when I explained it to him, he got the joke. And it's most of them, when we find them, they are relieved to not be on the run Mm -hmm. looking over their shoulder anymore Mm -hmm. because it's dangerous for them. It's dangerous for everybody. Police officers, when they pull somebody over and they don't know if somebody has a warrant, they don't know what they're getting. And then the person takes them on a high-speed pursuit because they had a traffic warrant or they take them on a high speed pursuit because they had a failure to appear for a uh, larceny six. And uh, some of the worst people, we just had somebody fight ferociously with our bail enforcement team this past week on a thousand dollar bond that they had missed court on. And it was over a thousand dollar bond. It was ridiculous.
1: Well, and this is what we're up against. So, you know, I, I guess there's, you know, things that we could do. And I think the number one thing is, and I before I started looking into this, I know I didn't understand, you know, you think bondsmen are a bunch of knuckle knuckle draggers, right? (laughs) But they're not. You know, we talked to um, Liza. Liza is a woman in the business. She's got a business that she's been running successfully, as have many people. This is across the state of Connecticut and in other states. But you want those folks out there for political reasons or for whatever reasons, you know, want to change a system that works. And that's got to be frustrating for you. So what for you? So what can people do? Or what do you want people? What's your kind of your call to action, if you will?
2: My call to action would be reach out to your legislators, let them know that you don't want to eliminate people's constitutional right to bail. You don't want to lose your constitutional right to bail. If somebody gets arrested and there's no constitutional right to bail, the only choice is let them go or hold them preventatively. And that will, again, increase the prison populations or release the wrong person to go out and commit another crime. And Uh, maybe maybe go back after their victim.
1: So you say, well, why does this impact me? I don't plan on going to jail. I don't plan on having to post bail. But what I do have to do is worry about safety. And I have to worry about people in my neighborhood and people in my life doing bad things around me. Right. So the more I know that there's people and there's checks and balances in our system, which there is currently, why would we want to mess with that that's what i really don't understand and you've got a couple of people and i'm just going to call them out i can you can't but you know we've got a few people that are behind this thing that really need to stop and to tell you know judge andrew mcdonald you know he's the one that's behind this eliminating the bail and to think that a bunch of judges are going to get in a room and make this decision and then we have to live with it that shouldn't be how the process works in my opinion so it's it's very disturbing i think and it should be disturbing for all of us so like I said um you know this is a new topic area for me but it's one that has you know gotten my attention and needs to get other people's attention because they don't see they don't see what goes on at the legislative office building they don't need, see what goes on during the legislative sessions decisions are made that impact everybody and we do have a voice folks
2: every legislator that I've spoken to on both sides of the aisle every one of them with the exception of the couple that presented this have been oh no this is a bad idea Mm -hmm. so my hope is that if enough people reach out to their legislators that all of the legislators will think it's a bad idea
1: well and it should be decision by majority not minority that's my opinion too and like you said this isn't this isn't political this isn't being You know, it's not whether you're Republican or you're Democrat, it's it's all about whether you're a citizen and you want to preserve your safety and your rights to bail and your rights to due process and everything else that goes with that. Well, we'll uh, we'll keep in touch with you, Andrew. Uh, Keep up the good fight and uh, and we'll see what happens. But it's, it's just unfortunate that, you know, so many resources and time and energy has to go into something that to me seems like a no brainer. Thank you. All right. It's been a pleasure. And of course, we couldn't do this without all of you. Um, And again, if you have an opportunity, you know, Google it, do your homework, call your representative, call your legislator. And uh, if you have an opinion, regardless of what it is, it does have an impact, whether it's on this issue or whether whether it's on this issue or any issue that um, concerns politics, concerns, you know, the well-being of our state. We do have a voice, folks, and I don't think that we take advantage of that option as much as we should. So thank you for tuning in. We hope you found this topic very interesting today. And, of course, we couldn't do it without you. We appreciate you being here for another edition of News You Can Use right here on WTIC News Talk 1080.
2: T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours